0: to another edition of To Homer and Back, the official podcast of Streaking the Lawn. My name is Pierce. It's just me and Caroline tonight. Caroline, how's it going?
1: Hey, hey. it's
0: good. Good, good. Uh, I like that we're doing a two-person tonight. It makes it more like all those obnoxious ESPN shows. And we can just yell at each other back and forth and say stupid things.
1: You get to be Stephen A, though. Well, the thing is, <laughs>
0: oh, okay. um, that was awful. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, we do have a lot to talk about. That's for sure. It's been a couple weeks since uh, we've chatted, and a lot has happened uh, with the UVA football team. Since yes,
1: yes, that the is true.
0: Season podcast. I'm sure anyone listening to this knows, but uh, they dropped the opener to Richmond in pretty uh, unimpressive fashion, and then lost on the road to Oregon. Uh, in not impressive fashion, but certainly uh, more optimistic fashion playing against a, a you know, world-class team in Oregon. They looked much better. Um, they covered the spread. They they did some good things on offense and maybe some good things on defense. Yeah. Uh, and they certainly uh, lost by fewer points than the Hokies did when they played Tennessee, the <laughs> world's largest, largest collection of uh, redneck football fans. But anyway... Um, <laughs> Why don't we talk about UBA sports? Uh, what, what, Carolina? I'm curious, what do you see as the big changes uh, between, or in the team between the two games?
1: Yeah, so full disclosure, I went to Oregon, so I got to see the team live both games. So um, I think the biggest thing is the attitude. Um, I think the first game there was a lot of, not, I mean, there's a back and forth we always do and joke about, about effort and Mm -hmm. trying hard, but definitely no lack of effort in either game. Um, But you kind of see body language in the first game where almost you could read panic. Like the guys, I mean, Richmond's a good team. Like they played a great game. Richmond played phenomenally. Like I was very impressed with Richmond. Their quarterback is top notch. Um, And, you know, fumbling the opening kickoff doesn't get it off to, you know, the great, start <laughs> sure. um or you know the I think it was their f- first time with the ball not the opening opening kickoff but you right. know what I mean um and I think there was just in, in coach Mendenhall talked about it after the first game that the the attitude on the bench was lacking from where he wanted it to be and it's part of the thing that he's talked about was saying the first thing we have to do is is change the culture and I think mm-hmm. there was a lot of leftover culture in the first game where they saw the same stuff happening again even if it was in a different way like okay. you know the oh my God, are we going to lose our opener? Like there's maybe a hint of, are we going to let the fans down, ourselves down, the new coaches down, like the kind of self-doubt and everything that goes with that. Mm -hmm. Um, At Oregon, down to the very last whistle, that team was amped on the sidelines. They were amped on the field. They they played a little chippier at Oregon, not in a dirty way in any way whatsoever because I hate that stuff, but they were celebrating plays and – high-fiving their teammates and trying to hit every gap on the run game. Like, it was just – it was really impressive to see some of the – I mean, it was – you know, they lost by 18, and it was still – those kids were working their butts off to the end, and I appreciate that. You know, so I think that was the biggest thing, and that will affect the offense and the defense and the special teams. And the rest of it. Well,
0: Oregon executed for sure um, on yeah. offense, and and so, yeah,
1: except on their run defense. They there's,
0: clearly a, well, yeah, there's clearly, well, there's clearly a talent disparity there. But um, you know, you got to give Oregon credit for being able to do what they were doing, and not just because they have guys who are faster. Um, they made some some phenomenal plays. Um, yeah, and absolutely. UVA is still is is I mean, from the Richmond game into the Oregon game, is still struggling. A, with giving up the big play, and B, doing it on third and forever. Yeah. Uh, we're well, really third in anything, but including yeah. third and forever. And that's stuff that, that can't happen if you want to have any hope in beating any team, whether it be Oregon or, or Richmond. Um, like, I'll certainly I think... give Richmond credit, like you were saying. They're, they're a good team, but there's no excuse uh, for UVA to lose to Richmond ever. You know, they, if that's the state where we're in, because we have a new coach and and the you know the line is uh, not deep, you know, or whatever it is, yes. it doesn't matter. There's Absolutely. no there's no excuse for it whatsoever. But there's yes. no
1: excuse, and this would be the situation in which I could see <laughs> the things aligning to make it happen. Yeah. It's not like it wasn't. What was the 2009 losing to William and Mary? Like that's right. one of those like what?
0: Right, right. It but doesn't yeah, mean, I mean it's, it's just, impossible. Obviously, right, it's not impossible. But there should yeah. never
1: be a situation where it's excused or. Right. Right. You know, and I do think that I 100% agree with you on that.
0: Uh, I do have a uh, question for you about the maybe some surprises. Um, w- were you surprised by the amount of uh, true freshmen? I
1: was, yeah. I was. Because um, I was. And I won't talk about one of them now because he's – I think I'm going to bring him up a little bit later if okay. we get to a discussion about Sonoma yeah. to talk about. But mm-hmm. um, I think that they've been doing pretty well. And I, I do think there was a huge jump between the first week and the second week. And I will say on defense, because and I know people are going to be like, "You're crazy, you home or whatever." That's fine. <laughs> but seeing them like even on that third and thirty-six, which was so painful to see, like mm-hmm. I understand, like that. Oh, it hurts so badly to think you get that great stop. They did stop them on the first drive, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were so close in some of these situations, like so close So, like that was almost broken up. Like if there's a picture, there is a picture out there of the pass to the receiver on the third and 36 Mm -hmm. and the defender's hand is in there between the body and the ball. It was just a really, it was a really nice catch by the receiver and it was a nice pass. And so it's one of those like, yeah, it was a third and 36, but it's not like the dude was wide open. And there were other ones where, you know, fifth place hurdler, literally like the fifth fastest dude in the world in one of these races at the Olympics, like outran our coverage. Okay. You know what? You got me there, but it was a situation in which we're talking a matter of like that easily could have been if we had a little bit better luck, I think, or a guy that's played maybe four games instead of two. Mm -hmm. Like, and and I don't know, I don't remember who the defender was. So I'm not saying it's just a first year, but I'm saying, you know, a guy who's new to the scheme or they're trying to figure out stuff. So I think it's the defense looked like they'd simplified things which made it a little easier. They're still overrunning tackles, which makes me nervous because there were mm-hmm. several times when it looked like we had Prukop dead to rights behind the line of scrimmage, and we just kind of like graze him, get him with the fingertips, and he was able yep. to step out. And that's that's I think will come with time.
0: Yeah, well, that and that happened plenty in the Richmond game for sure too. Um, how has uh, this impacted your your expectations for the the season?
1: Um. I still think they're going to make a bowl. I don't know. Maybe it's just <laughs> still like – because if you look at it, it's one game that they're behind. Like, yeah. They made a huge gap before. Yeah. So say they were – they just have to make up the Richmond game somewhere else and they're on track. You know that's, what I mean? Like,
0: that's true. Uh, yeah. I, I, two I games admire this your, uh, optimism. But it, that's uh, – already I think the, the bowl uh, hopes were based on – Getting that up. Richmond win, yeah. You know, they were already based on winning some games and they're not going to be favored in. And obviously, if they're going to get to a bowl now, they have to win a handful of those, which doesn't mean they can't, but it means, you know, it, 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 they've, they've certainly really hurt uh, or really added to the, the type of climb they have to make. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
1: know, it's right? definitely tougher. I think in watching, I mean, this is one of those things with, I've seen on Twitter and it makes me mad, which I should just everything on Twitter makes me mad sometimes. But yeah. It's the, I know people will say, like, oh, you can't talk about football. You're a Virginia fan. Like, like because your team isn't number one in the country, you have no opinions on football right, right, right. or you can tell what good football is. But I think I do feel a little bit better seeing that Virginia Tech leads the country in lost fumbles. <laughs> Duke is second with seven. You know what I mean? Like, VT has nine. Yeah. I Duke see what you're seven. saying. There's some games it that look easy. Maybe looked harder before mm-hmm. any games have been played. Right. Like, Wake is 2-0. and I get that. But neither of those games were particularly, like, stellar. You know what right. I mean? Like, And so that made me feel a bit better about Duke. Like, maybe if we can take advantage of stuff. And I do feel bad for Duke in the quarterback situation, losing Cirque for the year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're struggling in some situations. But the, also those are road games. So where does that all play? And so right. it's tough. You know, you look at it and it is definitely tougher. Um, but I, it's not, not doable, you know. And so mm-hmm. I think for my... I'm one of the ones that, like, I'm going to go each game. And until there are five, you know, until there is – it is not – Physically possible to make a bowl game, I will still be like, they can still do it. Like well, <laughs> I've sure. seen weirder stuff. Like I'm yeah. a Red Sox fan; they were down three-one to the Yankees. You know what I mean? Like it's and that's happened
0: possible. once, right? <laughs> Ever in the history of baseball, <laughs> but,
1: but it happened in yeah. basketball now. So now we've got some. Yeah, I was kidding. But you know, I, I just think like, yeah, it is. It hurts. It does. It would be great to be one-on-one right now. Yeah, well, and I think the biggest thing is getting that first one to get that confidence and get the guys a taste of winning like under a new coach right. like get everybody that excitement in the and get the fans to stop saying like well they're gonna go 0 in twelve like get out of here with that I don't want to see that
0: well it it certainly means the Yukon game is all the more important and I think any of us would have said that their bowl hopes were were largely dependent on it before losing to Richmond. So yeah. I don't see how you can lose the next two out of conference games and and really have any realistic? Like, I mean, for for the yeah. sake of argument, if they if they drop UConn and they somehow drop Central Michigan too, and this oh, world of- is <laughs> a team, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, there's no way they're gonna go six out of eight in the ACC. So if they <laughs> if they beat one of them, let's say they, they give it to the Chippewas, it's a home game. Central Michigan already had their upset over a big te- or you know a major conference team then if they still lose to UConn, that's still needing five wins. You got at Duke maybe – Pitt at home. Pitt's very good, but it's at home and you know, we we've beaten Pitt at home recently. Yeah. You wouldn't see at home. Ah, Louisville no no chance. I mean, <laughs> God,
1: but uh, I won't I, be I there telling you that's like
0: Louisville. This I mean, Louisville might run this conference. Like th- th- don't be shocked if that happens. I mean yeah. obviously FSU and Clumps are very good. At Wake is winnable. Miami, who knows, is probably knows? winnable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think at Georgia Tech is winnable, but uh,
1: um, Bronco is way better with the triple option than but, any but of our other coaches. This
0: defense, unless there's a massive, massive turnaround upgrade in how they are approaching assignment football, theres I mean, that's just a terrible matchup for the learning curve that this defense yeah. is going through right that's now. Tough. Anyway, all of it is, is going to be a learning curve. And then I think the Hokies are, are probably, uh, of the conference games, I guess at Duke right now they look like a mess, and maybe at Wake because it's, they're still just not that good. You would put the Hokies as the next winnable game. Yeah. Um, except that all those three games I just said are road games.
1: <laughs> so, and how do we do on the road, Pierce? Well, UVA
0: hasn't <laughs> won one since 2012. As, oh, uh, man. On here before. So, I mean, that that's an absurd amount of, whoa, yeah, maybe <laughs> going on. Yeah. For me to feel optimistic. You know, I, obviously, maybe they go on a run. Maybe they win at UConn win at Central Michigan, or win with hosting Central Michigan, and win at Duke, all are winnable games, so it's not out of the realm of feasibility that they'll, they'll be three and two. And then you're, I think, looking for the optimism to come back among the fan base, um, certainly among uh, the Pierce-named fan base, for
1: sure, in terms of Yeah, baseball. I think they need to be at two wins before that bye week. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Like... I think it's possible, like you said, to do three. I think it's, you know, they won't, we were talking about this earlier today, but uh, favored wise, I don't think they'll be favored in any of the games. But that being said, I think there's going to be a lot of like 55, 45, that kind of thing. So it's none of them are going to be as bad as like what Oregon was, where it was like 91 to 9%. You know what I mean? like <laughs> Right, right yeah I see what you're saying, so you're saying there's a chance, okay <laughs> right,
0: right. <laughs> um what would you think uh or wh- about uh bankert so far?
1: I like him, mm-hmm. I think he and he even said that his passes were a little off at Oregon. There's still some rust. um, but I think he makes good decisions. I know he's got two interceptions, three interceptions so far in the season. He had two against Oregon. One yeah. of them was more like a punt reception. So, right. like, right. you know. Um, he he does have a tough time with the, when they got sacked. Like, all of those, Coach said, after the game was, like, on deep passing plays. Like, uh-huh. when they're trying to establish the pocket for him and get him more coverage and run the route. Um, and the, and we're just not getting that yet with the offensive line because we, we've talked about before, like, some of the depth issues and experience issues. Sure. Um, I do think sometimes he, because of that might step out of the pocket a little bit earlier than he has to, um, just a couple of times at Oregon, it wasn't something where I was like, he keeps doing this, but mm-hmm. there were a couple of times where he definitely had a second or two more, three seconds more, um, to kind of find his guy, but, um, I think that the designed plays for him are fantastic. There's a yeah. designed running play that was excellent. And I that think was so I'd nice. like to see more of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know people are kind of complaining about the dink and dunk part of it. Like, oh, I thought we got this guy with the arm strength because you can throw really far. Mm-hmm. But he right did now, some of
0: that too, though.
1: I mean. Yeah, right now he needs like until we can get him more time. Like you're going to see a lot of those yeah. five to eight yard passes, which if you watch the Steelers Redskins game last night was pretty effective <laughs> for um for a long chunk of that game. So I don't I don't hate the short passes. I want to see stuff that if it's third and long, I do want to see a pass past the sticks. Yeah, of that's course, something that will drive me nuts. And I saw a few times where it was short of that, but I think overall, I think he's done a good job, an admirable job of what you're asking for. And and the offense moved very well. And if he can continue mm-hmm. getting running support, like he got at Oregon, mm-hmm. that opens up more of the passing game for him as they try and crowd the box to shut down guys like Albert Reed. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Well, that was night and day, the running game difference between the two. D- Unbelievable. And you're talking about a national championship contender, as opposed to a, you know, FCS national championship contender. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, so that was – Probably the thing I was most encouraged by, I haven't been discouraged by Benkert's play at all. Um, no. I think they've been more, much more uh, good than bad. Um, and a lot of the bad, like you said, was, was relatively understandable, especially with the questions on the line um, and, and the you know rust that's going to come with not having really played football in forever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've liked it. I think it makes total sense. Um, I think everything we saw in the practice reports – you know, showed us why he was going to win and then won the starting job. And you see that on the field, you see the arm strength. Um, And yeah, I agree that, that the decision-making has been strong uh, so far from him, but you got to have the running game as, you know, anybody would ever tell you about uh, being able to throw the ball effectively. And they had it against Oregon, which was good to see. And they had it from a couple of guys. Um, And really a little bit from Jordan Ellis. I still want to see more Jordan Ellis. I didn't realize he was hurt when I was watching the Richmond game. I I don't even know if that news had come out uh, for that. But anyway, uh, he made a few appearances in Oregon and looked good. Um, But everybody looked good. Uh, Although I still think we might as well just put Mizell in the slot and uh, take advantage Um, of Ellis. I think it's going to be
1: hard. I think... He's such a good, he's such a, he is a great runner. I think with the way that the offense runs though, he's much more utilized, um, what's the best word? He's much more effective as, a, as in the slot. Um, he's got I great hands. I think he, it could be, yeah. Great sure. receiver. Or um, you can you receive and get yards after contact, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. the way that Albert Reed was just churning down the field, like it was incredible. And Jordan Ellis was great. Like, he, pick your poison on, on Saturday, it was it was great to see, like night and day. And I know Oregon, that's been something that Oregon's been vulnerable to, but mm-hmm. that was more than just vulnerability. Like that wasn't just like Oregon couldn't do anything. That was like a combination. Like their cuts were sharp, the the running lanes were more open. Like it was just it was for an O line that's been having some issues or that were expected to have issues. They more than held their own in the run game against Oregon's front line
0: for sure. Do you see some other bright spots uh, for the and 2 team?
1: Absolutely. Um, I mostly – this is the, front, the first year I want to talk about before. Um, mm-hmm. Hassis Dubois. Yeah. not only fun to say. <laughs> he's fun to watch play, too. Yeah. Just I mean, he brought down some great receptions, um, and you heard his name several times, especially the second half. Like, it was just – he was a, a consistent guy, like I said, kept coming up in that game again. Sure. And I I really liked the way that he ran his routes and and the stuff that he did. Um, And you said Jordan Ellis, so I won't go more about Jordan Ellis. But I also think Oz um, is going to be big. Sure. um, Because I think that he's just one of those other utility guys that can do all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really like the way he plays.
0: Good stuff. Uh, Speaking of first years, Jordan Mack... Mm-hmm. uh played lights out probably the bright spot on defense i mean wilkins certainly you know he's a monster he's doing great.
1: <laughs> i will tell you my favorite part of the game What's i don't know that? if it was on tv um when oregon one of the times lined up to go for two after a touchdown mm-hmm. i think it might have been the first touchdown and mm. we didn't know they were going to do that dom thing where you, like, start in a field goal formation and then right, spread right, out. Right. To get t- whatever. I hate that. Just, just <laughs> stay where you are. Do what you're going to do. So <laughs> when they spread out, he was out there across from their center and was like, oh, we're not ready for this. And uh-huh. just put his hand on the dude's forehead of his, of his helmet and just lightly pushed him over.
0: Got the, the <laughs> flag the that offsides. they needed to pause it. <laughs>
1: yeah. So he got the, like, offsides penalty, gave them time to, like figure out, backed it up five yards. And it was just one of those great plays like a heads up. <laughs>
0: yeah, heading play.
1: Like, it was I it was so funny. I laughed about that for like five minutes. <laughs> and great. I will say Nick Conti is still MVP in my heart. So
0: well, hey, you know, that's gonna be important for sure. Um, I don't know about most valuable or most important but, but certainly <laughs> certainly very important for the team. Um I guess uh conversely what what is your biggest concern still going into them trying to get their first win?
1: Um third down defense. Yeah. I, and I know that's like a really broad thing, but um there are a couple I mean like like the third and thirty-six, like we talked about that. That just that just hurts a little bit. Um but like I said, I think that they're close on a few of the things. Um I think the tackling will get better and that'll set up more third and middle rather than third and short. Mm-hmm. Um so hopefully that'll be the case there, and they just get more confidence um, and get more comfortable with the simplified schemes mm-hmm. um, that was kind of drawing back from what they were inundated with before the Richmond game. So I think it was this more simplified defense for yeah. Oregon. Um, and I think that as they get more time with that simplification, they'll get more comfortable. And um, and I'd like to see them get a sack. <laughs> yeah. that, you know, that like was They awesome. got really good pressure. Yeah. Um, but just really haven't made a lot of contact with the yeah. with the quarterback yet. So
0: The line, and I know I said just said Wilkins is playing great because he is playing very strong football, mm-hmm. but they're not getting the pressure, and they're not finishing those plays because they, when they do get the pressure, then they try yeah. and arm tackle a guy while they're falling over. And Yeah. And
1: just I think Chris Peake had a couple close – Mm-hmm. Close plays, or was like almost a sack, but then like like you said, kind of momentum's carrying them one way, mm-hmm. and they're just getting like fingertips on them, you know. So
0: yeah, well, uh, I think that brings us to uh, our favorite new. Uh, segment of the podcast, Defend Yourself. <laughs> we uh, have to get a
1: song for it. Defend Yourself. No, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just do that every time. Yeah.
1: Now it's time for Defend Yourself. <laughs> All right. Defend Yourself. Okay.
0: So, no, we've got it. We'll just record you saying it a handful of times. That'll be our <laughs> theme for it. I, I do, I, I think we can't let go your, your re upping of. This is a bit of a softball because I know the answer, but re-upping your upset pick of the Oregon game, even after they lost to Richmond, <laughs> doubling down. I know you have nothing to lose except, you know, credibility, but <laughs> I already know what you're going to say is why you said, and why you did it, but I can't <laughs> let it go unaddressed. So how could you on earth put on record that UVA was going to win at Oregon? Even after watching them lose to Richmond,
1: <laughs> um, I think it was a little bit of a Mike London thing where I refused to make in game corrections. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know that I have. I don't know that I've picked against UVA on that. On that <laughs> and I don't know that I have it in me to do that in a recordable thing. So that someone could later come back and be like, mm-hmm. you didn't think they could do it. Like, so part of it is like saving face on, you know, to my, you know, <laughs> many Twitter followers and you know, <laughs> wonderful listeners of the podcast. Um, but no, I mean, part of it is like, Hey, I said it was my upset pick. Like, yeah. What kind of was backs out now? Um, A rational one. I yeah, think. but also, I think there was still, I mean, they still, the same stuff applied, like where it was like nothing to lose, you know, maybe we were overlooked by Oregon. Like, I don't know. It, it was just kind of, I just, I think the biggest thing is I don't know if I could have that that little CD block next to the other team. Oh, I feel like such a traitor.
0: <laughs> well, I will say if it, if it helps you I, uh, in, in, in your bravery that I've picked against UVA many times, <laughs> they have won at least one of those games. I imagine. Um, and no one has reminded me that I picked against them. So I, you know, maybe you've got more uh, being a, a female sports writer on Twitter. I understand that everyone's out there to be an asshole to you. Apparently. <laughs> Um, so maybe you've got more people looking to to harp on you being wrong um but i think i think you can go ahead and take a chance uh if you're feeling comfortable at some point um uh, but you know maybe it's not the yukon game um so well, yeah let's go, let's just jump into predictions if you want to go ahead and go first what are we going to see uh this weekend up in stores connecticut
1: oh man um so like we talked about this is going to be huge um I think it's very winnable. Uh, They lost to Navy last week. Um, A couple not-so-great late-game play calling, I think, for the Huskies, um, as they had Mm -hmm. the ball in the one with 17 seconds left and weren't able to put it in on second down and ran out of time. Um, After previously, I think they called their timeout after the – running back went out of bounds. The clock would have been stopped anyway. But um, I do think that this is going to be – we're going to get our first uh, turnover in this game.
0: Like,
1: okay. A, a turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, UConn has had some issues holding to the ball, and they've mm-hmm. really got – I think the biggest key is going to be focusing on uh, – I'm blanking on his name right now, so forgive me. Uh, I'm having a dinner yet. Uh, getting hangry. But <laughs> their wide receiver um, has, like, I think over half their total yards. Like, he's the guy. Um, and I think we'll have a little bit easier time with the running game. Um, coming off of Oregon, it might be nice to kind of be like, "Well, oh, this is more like normal person speed um, as opposed to literal Olympian speed." Um, so I think Virginia's going to win. I know All right, fries. <laughs> um, and I think it's going to be something like let's go thirty one twenty one.
0: Thirty one twenty one. All right, let's see. Um you, you know it's a road game.
1: <laughs> I know, right?
0: I just keep coming back to I'm not gonna fall for it until uh I see it. Otherwise I would I would say a percentage of likelihood I would put UVA is more likely to win. You know, call it like sixty forty or something okay. like that. Okay. Um so I guess that means because I think it is more likely I've, I've got to pick them to do it, break it. Um, I, you know, they're due to have some things go their way to collect one of the fumbles they forced, uh, yeah. if not a couple of them. And I do think Benkert uh is is you know improving, and I think UConn's not very good, so I think it's entirely possible, if not likely, to happen. I'm fine going on record saying that I'll be pleasantly. Uh surprised that I was right if they win. Okay. I'll also pick a win. I'm going to go optimism with you. Woo. I'll say, uh, you know, 27-20, something something certainly close. I don't think okay. either team's going to score uh, an absolute ton of points. So um, it should be interesting to watch. I think it's a good test because, again, they're going to have to have that resolve. Uh, to to get, you know, a road win and to get that yeah. first win on the year. Um, before we uh, close up, why don't we uh, do some quick takes on uh, the basketball schedule. That basketball! Just today, uh, my numero uno fandom, but uh, I'll let you go ahead and go first. What, what do you think about the schedule?
1: Oh, we got so excited. Um, yeah. So looking at it, my first impression was just like, yay, basketball. <laughs> and then I was able to look at it a little bit more, and it's definitely – Definitely challenging. I mean, right out the gate, like, like the third game, they're playing, you know, hosting Yale, which, yeah, you know, Yale tournament team, team. team last year, they're not yeah. necessarily supposed to be, you know, as good as maybe a few right. years ago or last year, but right. it's definitely a good challenge right out the gate, which I it's love. It's at
0: home, though. So yeah. I mean, we've seen them... Play Ivy Leagues early in the season at home.
1: <laughs> yes, I would love it if Yale scored nine points in the first half. <laughs> um, but then, you know, Iowa will be the first big test. Yes, that's huge. Um, Memphis or Providence is a big game. So that that Emerald Coast Classic will be um, will be pretty pretty good to see. That's yes. over Thanksgiving, which will be fun. Um,
0: I would think that's probably one of the more uh, interesting and exciting early season tournaments UVA has been in a long time Absolutely. with that lineup there, especially if mean, they get the play like classic. Uh, yeah. I mean, it yeah. seems like we're always into like backwoods Puerto Rico, Texas A&M <laughs> <laughs> invitational or something. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, um,
1: but yeah, no. And then I, I like the, the stretch with Cal and then Louisville, they're a week apart, which is good, but opening the C open, opening the ACC play on this side of 2016 is, um, is exciting um, on the I road. Think,
0: both of those games. Cal- yeah, both
1: Louisville. both at Cal and at Louisville mm. on the road, which is tough. Um, and then it's a nice little, I think, a good stretch to start um, yeah. to kind of get their feet under them. But then once you hit at Notre Dame on on January twenty fourth, like, woo, you hey, put your big boy pants on because it's about to get real. Because we're yeah. going to national championship na- national champions, Villanova, and that's in Philly. Yep, hosting Virginia Tech, who is. Just should outside of the top 25. Yeah, yeah should be pretty yeah. good. They return a lot of guys, and apparently Buzz knows what he's doing. Um, but then at Syracuse is going to be circled, hosting Louisville, at Virginia Tech again, hosting Duke, at North Carolina. That's
0: a rough stretch there. Hosting Miami, yeah. at
1: NC State, and then North Carolina again. So we yeah. get the home and home with North Carolina, which I'm excited about. So it's just a huge stretch. Yep. From the 24th of January yeah. to about the 27th of February. So now, the nice.
0: first third of the ACC schedule is, is certainly much softer than the middle or, or end chunks, for oh, sure. For sure. I mean, you get m- Maybe Wake, up Clemson, up. BC, Georgia Tech all in a row. Um, yeah. Not that they haven't lost recently to uh, one or two of those teams. Uh, and, you know, at Clemson's never easy. That,
1: so. No. And apparently, I just f- I forgot. I thought he was like 50 years old now, but Jerron Bos- Jeron Blossom game still there.
0: Yeah. So He's nasty um, yeah. in a good
1: yeah. way. I'd be curious to see, too, like, what the chemistry looks like coming right out the gate because yeah. of the trip to Spain. So I think that's a, you know, Tony's the best. He knows how to do this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they coming first, your class. And so this is great timing that it works out that they were able to take, a, you know, one of those overseas trips because you only do them every um, four years. So I don't know if that's like an Olympics thing where it has to be on that fourth year, but, um, it's no, kind of so, you know, like, <laughs> you know, taking it now is great. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. It'll be awesome. It'll, I mean, the ACC is going to be stacked. Yeah. So just like usual. So it'll be, I think it'll be a lot of fun.
0: Good stuff. Well, uh, I guess we can uh, go ahead and uh, close up for the night, but tune in and watch The Hoos, uh, 1.30 ESPN3, internet to ESPN, I believe. And uh, keep it locked to com for all your pregame, postgame, hot takes, quick takes, long <laughs> takes, long firm takes. Until uh, <laughs> then, uh, go Who's. go Who's.
1: the all-new toyota rav4 asks what if what if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time introducing a car that's got style and substance to spare the all-new rav4 limited featuring a sophisticated muscular new exterior and available options like a premium jbl audio system and panoramic roof the all-new rav4 limited Toyota, let's go places. JBL and Clarifier, registered trademarks of Harmon International Industries Incorporated.